This episode is sponsored by TrueLearn, an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. TrueLearn is the only company I trusted for Comlex Level 1 prep last year and Level 2 prep this year. Each TrueLearn practice question has detailed answer explanations and concise bottom lines for customizable studying. TrueLearn also has amazing USMLE smart banks, as well as subscriptions for shelf or comat exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes I have for up to $35 off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. TrueLearn is the first line solution for excelling on exams. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and this is First Line. Here to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. This week, we're talking about Enneagram Fives. So Fives are known as the observer, the thinker, the philosopher, and the investigator. Their core desire is to be competent, to be capable, to be well-informed and self-sufficient, and to be knowledgeable. Fives are independent thinkers driven by the need to feel safe in the world. They are very much all about seeking, obtaining, and using knowledge. They are often readers and collectors. They're often very analytical, reflective, and independent. They mostly stay detached from emotions and sometimes miss out on connecting with others because of their preoccupations with knowledge. Their best traits are really being logical, objective, and self-sufficient. They're always driven by this idea that they might have to survive on their own and they need to know how to do that. But often fives, when they don't encounter this daily fear their lives, they often will use their thinking side to have deep knowledge of a material that particularly interests them. So they pick up pretty specific interests that they will read up on. This might be science, it could be history, politics, it could be sports, it could be art, it could be music. They often have particular interests that they spend most of their time pursuing. While others can very much be a jack-of-all-trades and have many different interests as well, there's different patterns to it, definitely. Fives are interesting because they have a fixed amount of energy that they can use every day. They're given one supply of energy to use at the start of each day and they can't save up their energy from previous days and once they use it up they they can't get any more and they are especially drained with activity and also any kind of social interactions will tap them out as well you will just see them 
they are there, but their their minds aren't really there. They can be very, very low energy very quickly um, when they're doing things that aren't their usual activities of attaining knowledge, um, researching, reading, when they're expected to do other things that the world puts in front of them. They often lose interest very quickly and they are just tapped of their energy. They usually have feelings attached to their thoughts and ideas, almost in like a possessive way, but they have less kind of emotions that are like very personal, like about themselves. It's more about what they think instead of who they are or how they feel. So they do tend to reduce their feelings and also their needs and often just present themselves as pretty easy to please, sometimes aloof and often with low expectations. Because of this, they're commonly minimalistic and they rarely complain. A lot of times they're pretty frugal with their spending. Very much different from the Enneagram 4 with kind of looking for things that are beautiful and unique. Enneagram 5s rarely are interested in things with more subjective value. They look at things a little bit more objectively. But they do have quite a capacity to be hypersensitive at times. But again, it's about feelings attached to their thoughts and ideas. So, for example, they will feel a lot more when you debate them about a fact than if you criticize their character, which is very interesting. And this is not true of every circumstance with fives, but it is very common. Most of the time when you debate them, they are very objective, but when they do get upset by something, it's probably about their thoughts and ideas and frustration around that than if it was something a lot more personal. Fives kind of being detached from their own feelings, they can be quite disturbed by others who show extreme emotions, and fives often don't know how to react to them. Fives also tend to compartmentalize their life with relationships and with work and with thinking, and this allows them to be very calm in crisis and be pretty overall objective. They might have a lot of ideas about pursuing different hobbies, perhaps even like inventing or something like starting a business. And when it comes to their work, they are very task focused and they really only make decisions after analyzing the data and whatever that means for that situation. So doing a lot of research instead of making educated decisions, they really have to do everything objectively. And this can lead to a lot of research um, in whatever form that is for days or even months. And then they are likely not actually do it and they commonly are lost before falling through. So they are true procrastinators, but the reason for procrastinating is needing to look at things from different angles and doing all the research, getting all the data, being very analytical and objective, less so procrastinating than any other reason such as lack of motivation or anxiety that we'll see some of the other numbers fall victim to. So it is more paralysis by analysis than anything. They can be very persistent and strong, but they definitely don't like to be pushed for a decision by other people. They have to do things in their own time. So a takeaway is that fives are 
driven by acquiring knowledge and this makes them feel safe and also makes them feel like they have value. The vice for the fives is avarice. Avarice is another uh, word that I didn't quite know what it meant. Um, and this just means greed, essentially. And particularly for material gain. So what this looks like for the five is that they just have this fear of being without. And particularly without material things. To kind of feel unsafe because they don't have what they need. And that's why a lot of them do live pretty minimalistic because they want only what they need. And they think everything else is going to kind of distract from it. But because they're minimalistic also, they also tend to maybe have a little bit of a hoarding nature as well that they hold tightly to what they have and they don't like to give up things very easily. And it's good that they're not really big spenders because then they would hold on to everything that they ever buy. So they are pretty aware that they shouldn't be making those purchases. And they can also hold tight to their energy as well. So kind of being a little bit selfish with their energy, they reserve it for themselves. And when other people are involved, they know that their energy is tapped pretty quickly, like in any kind of social setting. And when other people are demanding things from them, so they can hold tightly to that and kind of further shut themselves off emotionally from others. And then if we look at the virtue for the five, this is going to be non-attachment. And by non-attachment, that really means non-attachment to material goods and also to emotion. So this is just kind of being a little bit more open around their resources, which when fives can accomplish this, they can be extremely thoughtful and generous. And only healthy fives will really achieve this non-attachment. So when it comes to their money, for example, because with the avarice, it can very much be material things, but it can also be money in itself. So this non-attachment kind of being the opposite of that can lead them to be very charitable. And that's really when they really hit their healthiest. And non-attachment also means being non-attached to this hoarding of their energy. So kind of just going with the flow with things, not needing all the time to themselves, but kind of being open to other people using their time as well. And just being aware that they do have enough to sustain them, that they should feel safe and they shouldn't have to hoard things because they are established. When fives really realize that, then they can very much be a lot more open and won't need to have more of those unhealthy habits. And it's important to know that the hoarding of material goods is also the same with hoarding of their time with non-attachment also allowing themselves to give their time up as well, which is a great challenge for the Enneagram 5. The virtue is really what the number should strive for, and rarely these numbers have that virtue without doing a lot of work to get there. So for the Enneagram 5, their unconscious childhood message is it's not okay to be comfortable in the world. It's not okay to be comfortable in the world. And then the last childhood message for the Enneagram 5 is 
Your needs are not a problem. Your needs are not a problem. So this is in direct contrast with their unconscious childhood message. Fives never never got the message from adults in their life that they don't have anything to worry about, that their needs will be met. So that's why fives have so much of those personality traits of always being on alert for when their needs will be a problem and kind of having that greed and attachment to things, whether it's their energy or whether it's their material things. So movement for the five looks like this. So fives move to seven in stress and eight in security. And both of these are pretty big moves in the sense that fives are in the withdrawing stance and seven and eight are both in the aggressive stance. So they move from being past oriented to being future oriented in both moves to stress and security, which means that they actually never have a move that makes them oriented to the present. So fives struggle a lot with orientation to the present and just being in the present in general because they even in stress or security, they never achieve that. And they're the only number that doesn't have access to the present. And this also makes it the only number that does not access all three stances. So all of the other numbers at some point can be in the aggressive, withdrawing, and dependent stances at some point, whether it's their number or the number that they move to. So Enneagram 5s move to 7 in stress and 8 in security. The move that 5s make are wild when you first learn it. I have not gone into detail about 7s yet, but 5s in stress will become very nonchalant and even more detached from their feelings and their work. They need this space in 7 though because they reach greater acceptance of whatever is bothering them and it enables them to move forward and they reach a positivity that no other number can offer. So fives very much in stress need to rely on seeing things on the brighter side in order to get past that. Whereas for other numbers, that might not be true at all. And then when fives are secure, they become more assertive in what they know is correct when they enter eight space. And they often become leaders in the space of eight when they're put in a comfortable circumstance. When they are confident in their work or their relationships, fives take on more initiative and find that they have more energy to do so. It is quite a blessing for fives to take their deep thoughts and then put them to work when they tap in to more of this eight space. So they have more action-orientedness and they can actually finish what they set out to do. Okay, so what kind of animal is the five represented by? I like to look at owls for this because fives are very intelligent and owls are often the symbol of intelligence in the animal kingdom and also sometimes seen as protectors. And I think this fits the five as well with just being very diligent about being safe and acquiring knowledge in order to feel that safety. And then another animal for the five is the fox because fives can often be by themselves and be completely fine with being by themselves, kind of 
more commonly being introverted. And Fox are also seen as sly and crafty, which the five certainly can be. And then there can be some negative aspects of the fox, which can lend itself to describing the unhealthy side of the Enneagram 5, which is being deceitful and even being greedy at times. So the five, in their nature of being thinkers, can also use this knowledge in a negative way as well. And greedy with what we talked about with being greedy with your energy, with your time, and with your resources as well. But foxes can also be seen as helpful, which the Enneagram 5 certainly can be as well. And then the last one used for Enneagram 5s is the hamster because of their passion for collecting, which in Enneagram 5s, a very distinct trait that they have is even from a young age, they like to spend their time collecting things and building up collection in whatever interests them. And then hamsters can also be seen as greedy as well. So let's say you identify as an Enneagram 5. What should you be working on in order to have personal growth? Well, I think it's important to know that Enneagram 5s are often perceived as being overly analytical. Being analytical is one of their best traits, that they are very intelligent and deep thinkers that can figure out problems and are very good at problem solving but this can like we talked about lead to procrastination and the prevention of a project actually getting done because it takes them so long to look at all the data and make a decision so for the enneagram five i would have you kind of reflect on that in what circumstances can you be overly analytical And in what circumstances do you take way too long to make a decision when you may have made the same decision with half of the work put in? So I would say for that, try to also be a little bit more spontaneous instead of limiting yourself to things that you've only done the research ahead of time with. So that could be something like choosing a restaurant to go to without doing all of the research about the the menu and reviews online. Or it could be something like planning a trip and letting someone else make the decisions and the details that go into that. Or it could be something work-related where you give yourself a time limit to do the research. Fives can be very efficient too because they're such thinkers that if you're spending more time on something than everyone else, then that should be a sign that you might be overly analyzing things and putting in extra work that doesn't actually yield any difference in in outcomes. And then as far as Enneagram 5s with kind of being closed off at times and not being outwardly emotional, I would challenge you to let other people in. Find someone that you trust and try to explain to them whatever feelings you are feeling and do this every day if you can. It's especially great if you do this with someone that you live with because then you can have them keep you accountable to that and just share any feeling. It could be happiness, it could be frustration, it could be sadness, anything. Share it and it will kind of force you to 
put in words how you're feeling because I promise you Enneagram fives do feel they just are not very expressive about it but kind of forcing you to at least turn to someone and speak on it will really just make you a more well-rounded person and also helps to process the feelings that you are feeling. Enneagram fives also have a pretty bad habit of withdrawing, being in the withdrawing stance, but out of the other withdrawing numbers, I think they have a bigger impulse to just leave whatever circumstance they find themselves in, especially in social settings, when their energy is tapped out. And like I said, Enneagram fives have a really hard time being present. They can go into the future orientation when they're in growth or stress, but they often find themselves in that past orientation. So it's very easy for them to think nothing of just withdrawing from the present in whatever that looks like. In a social setting, that might mean going into a different room or just leaving altogether because you aren't being engaged intellectually or because your energy is tapped out. I would challenge you to maybe tell someone that you're with that you are feeling that way and then just be okay with just sitting in the present moment, even if that means just people watching or listening to conversations or just find something that interests you and something that can not sap your energy. Like if someone has a really interesting job, you can ask them questions about it and just sit and listen and something to be interesting to you. Enneagram fives often find regular conversations to be fairly boring. So if you are able to find someone that can talk about something interesting or maybe for the more extroverted Enneagram fives, you personally talking about something that interests you and having the opportunity to share with others might help to conserve your energy as well if that's something that is interesting to you and doesn't sap your energy. But that's going to differ between whether you're introverted or extroverted. And this is a really good example that none of the Enneagram numbers are ever purely introverted or extroverted. And I often think that each individual also can be introverted or extroverted in different situations. But I think it's more on a spectrum that some individuals can be more on the extroverted side. They can fluctuate, but they're usually more on the extroverted end. Whereas a lot of people can find themselves in the middle. And I put myself in this camp too, that when people ask if I'm extroverted or introverted, I never know what to say because I do have both tendencies a lot. And when I am in my growth space, I tend to be more extroverted. And when I'm in my my stress space, I tend to be more introverted. So when I go to seven, I become extroverted. When I go to four, I become introverted. And then my normal is somewhere in between. 
in one space. But some people will find this to be the opposite. Sometimes maybe their normal is extroverted, but when they go to growth, they become more introverted. Or when they go to stress, they might even become more extroverted and need to rely on other people in that stressful circumstance. I don't want to say that any number is either extroverted or introverted, even though for the Enneagram 5, usually at least from another person's point of view, Enneagram 5s usually appear to be introverted just because they have that more intellectual focus and they do have that need to be independent, but you will definitely find some Enneagram 5s to be more on the extroverted side. So it's just important. I just wanted to put emphasis on that as well. So in conclusion, Enneagram 5s need to focus on being a little bit more spontaneous, allowing other people in, and resist that tendency to withdraw. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm on Instagram at First Line Podcast. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash firstlinepodcast. You can reach out for any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again.